Sup, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Press On Sports. I'm Jack Vita. Today, wow, I can't believe it. This is the 18th episode. Uh, making making gains here. Uh, been a lot of fun so far. Today, we're going to be looking at the first half of the Major League Baseball season with the guy who did the season preview with me, Jordan Mordini. I'll bring him on in a second. Should be a lot of fun. We'll talk everything from who we thought should have made the all-star rosters, our starters, just to look at who we think was best, who's been the best at each position in each league so far this season, how that could change. Uh, We'll talk about the all-star game itself, and we'll take a look forward at the second half. Um, But we're going to, we also have our MVP picks for the first half from each league, talk about some of the surprise teams. So, Without much further ado, here's Jordan Morandini. What's up, Jack? Thank you for having me back on. Thanks, Jordan. It's uh, it's great to have you here again. Yeah, about time. Yeah. <laughs> the busy yeah, schedules been... have pushed this back a little bit. <laughs> we finally yeah. found time to put this together. Yeah, finally. It's been a fun summer, though. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's keeping busy. That's for sure. Also... I admire your courage for coming on today. Courage? <laughs> Why does it take courage to hop on? <laughs> because last week's episode was the most downloaded episode of all time. Oh, you're apl- you're applying the pressure on me right off the get-go. <laughs> you know who is here, right? It's got to be Mr. Parker Gatewood. Yeah, everyone loves Parker. Hey, the ninja brings the views. Yeah. So that was up. That was over fifty downloads, which which was a new milestone for the podcast. So we're gonna ride this wave here and talk baseball. It should be fun. Yeah, we'll try and keep it going. Yeah, we'll see if baseball is as interesting as uh, American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah. So if if you missed that episode, we talked to one of our friends from college. Jordan wasn't with me. Uh, <laughs> Jordan's filling his place today, uh, <laughs> which is why it requires courage to step into that spot. But our friend Parker Gatewood competed on American Ninja Warrior last spring, and he told the tale of what happened, and it was a fun podcast. Did you listen to any of that? I listened to parts. Didn't have time to get all the way through it. But yeah, from what I heard, it was a very entertaining podcast for sure. Yeah, it was good. Got all the NBA in there. so Yeah, and of course, Parker's really pumped because he's got his boy LeBron in L.A. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good one if you're interested in going back. That's a good one to listen to. But let's get to it, Jordan. We got a lot to talk about. I want to ask your thoughts on the All-Star game. First of all, I just want to say, though, I love the way that they started this game with the flag, those who served in our armed forces for years, and honoring those heroes. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was a great way uh you know, to just show the support from all those guys. And, you know, it, it really speaks to what sports are about, Jack, in, in the aspect of, you know, you have so many great athletes, but not only great athletes, but great guys, too. Um, and yeah. a lot of them use their platforms very well. Um, and it was a really nice sh- uh, sign of respect, I think, before this game took place. Yeah, and July is my favorite month of the year. I don't know about you, but it's my favorite month of the year. I love how we're in the middle of summer and the days are long, although they're starting to get shorter, which is unfortunate. (laughs) But it's warm. You can go to the beach. I love how American everything is. Fourth of July is one of my favorite holidays. And then you got the Midsummer Classic, 
with America's pastime. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff there. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and July is what? Is it the only month that baseball is the only you know major sport going on? Of course, we had the World Cup this year. Um, and golf is always going on in the wonderful month of July. Yeah. Um, but apart from those and Wim- two, Wimbledon and Wimbledon, hey, Wimbledon was very entertaining as well. But from a, a major, you know, NBA, NHL, NFL, yeah, the big four, yeah, the big four team sports. Uh, this is, I believe, the lone month that only has the MLB, correct? No, I, August sometimes. August sometimes. Uh, NFL preseason. College football. Yeah, yeah. And NFL preseason is late August often, I think. Well, if you consider the preseason. <laughs> hey, <laughs> big football fans love the preseason. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could look at training camp right now, but true. in terms Very of, true. yeah, you get these two months here, July and August. And personally, Jordan, I enjoy having a little bit of a break from everything. It gives me a chance to get outside, play some golf, go to the beach. Yeah, great time of year. I agree, right there with you. But this was a pretty entertaining All-Star game. It it was indeed. Bombs away, Jack. Yes. Bombs away. And <laughs> to be quite honest with you, this game really uh, you know, replicated what the game is right now. Did it not? I mean, with all the home runs, we had a ton of strikeouts in this game, too. I think both sides struck out, at, what, at least 12 times. Um, but very entertaining. I thought with all the home runs that were being hit, it was a very, very entertaining game. Yeah, I, I agree. And I feel like the first five or six innings, I was a little bored. Mm-hmm. Not not bored, but I it, it wasn't satisfying me the way that I had hoped uh, because of all those strikeouts. But then it really picked up really quickly after that. Well, yeah, I think what after the bottom of the seventh inning we only had what one half inning where a team didn't score a run yeah (laughs) all of a sudden the bats caught fire a little bit caught on to the pitching but in the meantime up to that i love these interviews that they do with the players while they're playing do you like that touch yeah i think that's phenomenal it's it adds such a different aspect to the game you know you don't get that really ever to you know, see a guy and see what he's thinking and everything. <laughs> yeah, and it's I, think, I just think it's very entertaining, a very entertaining touch. And it's always funny when a ball's put in play and stuff during those interviews because yeah. you get like the live reaction from the guy. Yeah, the Mookie bets at spring training. Yeah, just phenomenal. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's a really good touch, and I think it's a a good way to do it. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, outstanding job there. Fox started doing that last year. You can't really do that in any other sport as you mentioned. So it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have a a wide receiver talk, (laughs) answering an interview question (laughs) by running around. But I actually, I had a friend who texted me and he was like, I don't get why they aren't interviewing the players while they're off the field. Talk to the guys who are off the field. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is great. Like, this is like, I said, it was, I tweeted, I said, it's like a next level fielding clinic. Do you remember those VHS tapes when you're a kid where you'd watch those tapes of like it'd be a pro players hitting or fielding clinic do you remember those I, yeah I think so I think I remember at least commercials about them yes yeah I had some of those of course they fix your <laughs> fix your swing and all ah yeah a little bit <laughs> I mean I went to I did go to a pro players uh clinic one time I think that helped gotcha but yeah <laughs> For I sure. mean those but I like I like those tapes, and this was next level because it's like they're able to talk you through what they're doing, what they're thinking, what they're going to be doing, 
and they're in the middle of a game while they're doing it. They're not just out on some field with like a high school coach hitting them pop flies or anything like that. Well, that's the thing. And I think a lot of, you know, the average baseball fan probably doesn't think about all the things that a player has to think about while they're out on the field. Um, And I think interviewing them the way that they did in this all-star game and the way you mentioned that they've done a little bit in the past, I think it gives a different perspective kind of from the player's point of view. Yeah, and also in the case of Charlie Blackman, do you re- I remember his interview the most. Maybe it's because he was on there the longest. <laughs> but he was very honest. He was saying, like, yeah, you do get bored when you're playing the outfield sometimes and you don't really know what, you know, the ball's only coming out to you for how many seconds each each game. So he was talking about how he keeps himself interested, how he gets them entertained. And you factor that in to what you're thinking about with these interviews. Mm -hmm. You get these players in a unique way where like they don't I don't want to say they have nothing else going on, but you're helping (laughs) them pass the time and they have to answer all the questions that you're asking. Yeah. And it just puts another thing on their mind out on the the field. (laughs) Yeah, definitely keeps them entertained. That's for sure. Yeah, and everyone's having fun. Like, obviously, I would never want this to happen uh, in a regular no, season game. Absolutely not. Yeah. They need to be able to focus on what they need to focus on during a game. But, yeah, I think for, like, an all-star game setting, you know, even maybe a little bit in spring training, um, yeah, I think it's a good touch. Yeah, spring training, it works. The MLB all-star game, Factor Fiction, Jordan, is the best all-star game. What do you think? Oh, I think it's fact pretty easily. Yeah. Um. Look, the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl's bad, in my opinion. I don't think really anybody truly enjoys the Pro Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, the NBA one can be entertaining, especially late if it's a close game. But apart from that, I mean, it's just a lot of dunks and no defense. But I think, yeah, I would say the MLB one is as entertaining. And we had the same debate, um, me and Connor, um, my roommate, and you know him very well. Yes. Um, we had the debate of the dunk contest or the home run derby, and we both easily said the home run derby was a lot more entertaining yeah. as well. So, yeah, I At think this that, point. I think, yeah, yeah, true. I think the MLB does a good job with um, their all-star game weekend. I do think there are some things they could add that would be very, very entertaining. Um, oh, yes. Do tell. Um, I was thinking, you know, some type of outfield thing where you would have like a mannequin or something set up at home. And you could have like an outfielder throw six or seven throws from a certain spot in the outfield. And if they hit them or something, you could get points. I think that would be really entertaining um, to, for some of these guys to like showcase their arms. Yeah, I think that'd be great. That makes me think of the Rick Vaughn wild thing with the mannequin <laughs> in Major League. Oh, good old Ricky Vaughn. Give him the heater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was just one. What, what about just... skills competition? How about that? What would that entail, do you think? Uh, You catch some fly balls, Mm -hmm. and you got to run in, and then you got to make some throws over to first, and you have to do it quickly, and... Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of things that they could add that would be very entertaining. Um, But again, I think they do a good job with it now. I think I really, really enjoyed the Home Run Derby, and I thought the All-Star game was very entertaining as well. Yeah, I agree. I think the guys still, they still try. They still play. They have a... You know, they have their big moments, the matchups against the pitchers. They want those at bats. Yeah. And I mean, this was I mean, you're probably going to get even more of that long ball or bust because everyone wants to hit hit a home run in the all star game. Mm -hmm. But I mean, having said that, the matchups are just outstanding and you're not going to get that in any other sport. Actually, my second favorite all star game is the NHL. 
right now. NHL. I know you're not a hockey fan. I can't fan, say though. I often watch the NHL All-Star game. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I could see why it would be entertaining. I would think the guys would give a lot of effort. Maybe well, they stuff. do a three-on-three tournament. Yeah, now. I remember. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, different side but, of uh, different side of hockey than you see normally, for sure. So I want to talk about just two points from this game, and then we'll move on because I mean we're not going to spend too much time on the All Star game. But the first point, I feel like, I mean, I, we're giving a lot of love to Fox, so I feel like it's fair for me to have one critique. Yep. I think Joe Buck was a little too hard on Joey Votto after <laughs> that uh, gl- ball popped out of his mitt. R- actually, it never was really in his mitt. It hit off his mitt. Mm-hmm. And it was over the dugout. Yeah, it was a little bit of a tough play. <laughs> I mean, he kept calling it an error, but yeah. can it actually be an error on a foul ball? I don't think so. And Yeah, and... <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's not like it was just a, a, a routine, routine fly ball. It was a little bit of a tough yeah. play. It's in an all-star game. Anytime you're getting close to a dugout in the all-star game, you're not going to risk it or anything. Yeah. Um, and knowing Joey Votto in a regular season game, he may just dive right in there, yeah, exactly. like head first <laughs> to catch that. Yeah, but you're playing in an all-star game. You're not going to risk it. Should he have made the catch? Probably. Um, but again, you know, I, I didn't think it was that poor of a play. Yeah, Joe Buck was a little tough on him, but... I do like <laughs> Joe Buck in yeah, the no, I game. I thought, yeah, I thought he did a very good job. Yeah, I think he's great. Mm-hmm, for sure. But I do think that it was – I didn't like how much <laughs> flack Joey Votto was catching for that because, I mean, yes, Gene Segura hit a home run later in that at bat, but, I yeah, mean, it, again, that, well, that, that was, was not a problem. routine play. <laughs> that was the yes. problem. If Segura grounds out or pops up, then it's a, it's a different story. But after that play maybe should have been made – it ends up being the big home run. It seems like people were talking more about Votto for that than they were for Josh Hader for serving that up to him. <laughs> oh, good old Josh Hader. Let's not get into yeah, him. No, 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 no. We will not. <laughs> there are other podcasts for that. Yes, there are. That one might take a while. <laughs> All right, let's move over to something else. The other thing I want to talk about from this game, from another red this was a guy who I thought should have started in the All-Star game. I thought it was ridiculous that he did not. Um, I know Cubs fans will not <laughs> like that I'm saying this. How about Scooter Jeanette? I mean, it, he almost didn't play in the All-Star game. The whole game, I was just like, please put Scooter Jeanette in. Please, I just want to watch Scooter Jeanette. Now, there probably aren't that many people across America who want to watch Scooter Jeanette as badly as I do. <laughs> However... He gets in and he hits a home run to tie the game. How about that? Yeah, and it was a big, yeah, clearly a big knock too. Yeah, um, yeah, and you've been a big advocate of him kind of all season. Uh, you you got me kind of on the Scooter Jeanette bandwagon very early <laughs> in the first half of this season. Um, and yeah, it, it, when you look at the numbers, should he have probably started this game? He very well probably should have. Um, obviously, Cubs fans are not going to like that and. No. And how about, I mean, Baez was very close to not starting this game either. Uh, yeah. Right before the last day of voting, I believe Albies was a- ahead yep. of him in the voting. And then Cubs fans rejoiced <laughs> and made sure <laughs> Baez ended up starting this game. But yeah, I would I would agree with you. I think Scooter Jeanette was probably the right option to start this ball game. I mean, he's hitting, what, 326 at the break. Um, yeah. And for he's a red... Like- and for- he also is putting up the power and production numbers, too. He is. He is indeed. And again... 
this is a Reds team that was supposed to be really, really bad, and they're only, what, nine, ten games under five hundred at the break. They were supposed to be probably one of, if not the worst team in the league, um, and he's been a big part of that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. I mean, he, Scooter Jeanette, a guy from since he's never going to beat out a guy like Baez, a flashy guy in the votings process, um, yeah. who obviously has had a good season himself. Um but yeah, I would agree with you. I think he was probably worthy, and I was happy to see him get that big hit. I knew you. I knew a big smile was on your face when yeah. he hit that one out of the park. <laughs> yeah, I picked him in the in our fantasy league both the last two years. Very late. I, <laughs> I mean, sleeper. I, yeah, and uh, what a pick that was. <laughs> it was. It was. It's paid off for you. Yeah, I thought he should have started. But uh, looking at the National League, Jordan, were there any other guys that you felt should have started? I mean. I'm not saying like you had a huge major. You had to have a major gripe with anything, but um, were there any guys you would have liked to see in there instead who you thought were a little more deserving than those who were voted in? I mean, look, Paul Goldschmidt has the name, um, but I would. I think Aguilar has had the better season as to as to this point. Aguilar is right around 300 with 24 bombs. Goldschmidt 280 with 21 bombs. So I think Aguilar had a little bit of a better first half than Goldschmidt. But clearly, I mean, Paul Goldschmidt is a superstar name. He's He's been a superstar for the past couple of years, so I get the voting process. But he was probably the one, that was probably the one to me, Jack, um, that made a lot of sense that probably, you know, Aguilar could have started over Goldschmidt. Um, actually, Freeman started. But oh, whoops. Well, DH. You're, th- DH. you're talking about DH. the. F- are you talking about the final vote or no? Oh, you're talking about the the picks. Yes, yeah, yes, from, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I I actually voted for Aguilar for first base, Did you? but yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, he was close, was he not? In, yeah, in the I mean, he was in the final vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he got I think in. he was pretty close. Yeah, but yeah, like those numbers, those are were the best numbers for a first baseman going in the break. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not talking off of the voting process. I'm just talking yes. straight off yep. numbers. He probably should have been in the lineup over Gold, yep, uh, Goldschmidt in the DH slot. Yeah, it's funny. We go from one former Brewer to one current Brewer. <laughs> both guys who were actually funny story is that they wave Scooter. And I don't know if it was to make room for Aguilar, but it was that same spring. Mm-hmm. And those were both guys who were out on waivers that <laughs> the Brewers were just, uh, you know, they were done with Scooter. They thought, eh, he's not anything special. And they were really high on Aguilar. And it's just funny how they can be correct on an assessment and maybe not correct on the other assessment, mm-hmm. but it can work out well for them regardless. Yeah, that's a whole lot of talent in the system <laughs> yeah. that ended up uh, well, elsewhere. Aguilar came from uh, Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, that ended up and, working out for them, though. Yeah. Another guy who was there, who they moved, was Gene Segura. Mm-hmm. So he was in the All-Star game. So yeah. a lot of Milwaukee <laughs> connections. There are indeed. And I would say Jack on the NL side, the only other one, I mean, Bryce Harper... <laughs> Yeah, so I get it. It's in Washington. You know, it, it could be as it very well could be his final year there. Um, he's he started this game. I just there's a couple outfielders that were probably more worthy that could have started over him. I don't think there are any super strong outfield options in the National League. I mean, Marcakis and Kemp had a great start. Mm-hmm. They both started to dip a little bit. I mean, not like a huge dip. No, but yeah, yep. I mean. They definitely deserved it, but that third spot, you really could have put in a lot of different guys, but unfortunately, there wasn't any super strong, like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. standouts that, you know, would have made it like, are you kidding me that Bryce Harper's starting? Yeah. (laughs) I wanted Almora in there. 
Uh, I know you did. <laughs> you wasn't able to sneak in. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, clearly, I understand. Yeah, it. for multiple reasons. I mean, let's. I mean, let's be clear here. I mean, Christian Yelich was a very worthy All Star. Yep. Um, Blackman was a worthy All Star. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, another pretty worthy All Star. He's hitting two ninety three at the break. So I mean. There were there were worthy guys that probably you know you could have really put any of those guys over Rice and it would have been like all right yeah that's okay yeah yeah I watch a lot of Cubs games mm-hmm. so I understand how good Elmora is he's third in batting and how great of a defender he is unfortunately the rest of the league saw how many plate appearances <laughs> he had that which is, a very quick is not his fault yeah very yeah quick so I understand yeah. it I understand it I just think I do think. I wish he had more plate appearances so he could be in there. Understandable. I get where you're coming from, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I hear your frustration. <laughs> I had two others that I would have swapped. Who would you have swapped? I put. It, I would start Suarez at third. Suarez at third. Okay. Yeah, I my, I get it. That's a, again a lot of these. Here's the thing we're looking at is we're looking at a superstar name that, you know, it, the fans are always yes. going to vote for. So, for example, Arenado, I mean, he's a superstar name. Goldschmidt, a superstar. You know, these guys are, Bryce Harper, a superstar name. These guys are going to get votes really regardless of how their first halves are. But, I mean, Arenado had a really good first half. So, I, you know, I get the Suarez, you know, he has the higher batting average. And, you know, he's a little bit less power-wise, I think, than Arenado. Um but I probably would have leaned Arenado's way just because um, if the numbers are closed, I mean, the superstar, I think, is always going to kind of get the edge. The thing I have a tough time moving past is looking at the home versus road splits for Colorado players. <laughs> because if you look at Arenado's, he's about maybe he's at least 100 points better at home than he is on the road. And maybe more than that. So I would have liked to see Suarez in there. However, this, again, this isn't like an outcry. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. Both guys should be on the team. And the other one is I would I voted for JT Real, Real Muto to start a catcher. How dare you, Cubs fan? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Real Muto's had a great year. Don't He's hitting 310. Yeah. Um, and really, it's rare for a catcher to hit for a good average. Yeah. Um, he was hurt for a part of the year, correct? Yep. That, that was yep. probably where that came into play. Because yeah, I think yeah, you know, from, well, not from the fans, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and look again, big market versus yeah. Miami. You know, it, it's the voting system. Yep. It is absolutely the voting system. I would yeah. probably have started Contreras there just because of how many games Real Muto did miss. I think he missed what twenty plus games in that first half. Yeah, yeah. I think Posey also deserved it too um so again this is that that was pretty fair i would say though but i yeah 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 i think real muto is a little underrated though is what i will say yeah he's been a good player for them for a couple years now yeah Um, he's kind of always been an underrated catcher all right any in the american league um look the american league i think (laughs) different than the national league in a lot of i think there's so many standouts yes um that outfield is about as <laughs> as good as an outfield as you can put oh together. Oh my gosh! It's a, it's literally about as good as an outfield <laughs> as you can put together. Um, and I mean the guys that come off the bench even in that outfield are just phenomenal players. Yeah. I don't. I really don't have many gripes in the AL. It's it's hard to really come up yeah. with a case. 
All right. Well, if I had won, I mean, again, this is minor. I mean, these mm-hmm. are guys who both were on the roster. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Lindor at short if you're factoring in defense. Okay. Machado hasn't been as good defensively at short as he was at third base. No, he was which, a phenomenal third base. Yeah. Phenomenal. And he's been some near average, I would say, mm-hmm. at short. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Lindor's I mean, been great. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. And again, you were looking at a guy who, you know, Machado was on a last place or close to last place at least team was. in Baltimore. Yeah, last place. Yeah, 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 last place team in Baltimore. And then I mean Lindor's playing for an Indian team that's in first place in the central. So um yeah, I think that's a case you could have made. The only thing is Machado's hitting twenty points higher than Lindor, so I think yeah. that's kind of crucial and their power numbers are pretty similar. Um, but I get it from a defensive standpoint. Lindor probably is the better shortstop from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, and the fans aren't going to look at that. But they hey, are not. No, Machado. Not. I saw Machado play in Chicago um, at the White Sox Park, which you can insert any name in there for it. Now, <laughs> I saw him there two months ago, and yep. he is, I can say, one of the best players I've ever seen in person. He was phenomenal. Yeah, so. he's a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And uh, we're already starting the Phillies 2018-2019 campaign for Manny Machado. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about with Machado in a little bit. Um, there's one guy. I Did Nicholas Castellanos make the roster? I don't think he did. Um, I know he definitely didn't get in the game. Yeah. I'm not sure if he made the roster or not. Because he's a guy that, I mean, obviously wasn't going to start. However, I don't think he was too far away. In Mm -hmm. terms of like the talent drop, I think Judge is the one guy that maybe you could say, uh, maybe like Castellanos or Brantley or someone like that could get in there. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I think Judge deserves it and he's a big star and it's good to have him in there, but I don't think there's a big drop off between from first half production wise. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the roster for this. I'm not seeing his name, I don't think. Yeah. And he, he's having a really nice year. I would like to see him in there. Yep, I agree. Yeah, he, he has had a pretty good year. But, again, he's playing on a team that <laughs> is over, overachieving yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe 16 games under 500 and maybe overachieving <laughs> a little bit. Um, I thought they were going to be the worst. In, yeah, I thought them and the White Sox would be the two worst teams in the division. Yeah. Uh, but the Royals have been – Oh, my. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, that's a bit. That's a big rebuild coming on for Kansas City. All right, do you want to revisit some of our predictions from the spring and how they're looking right sure. now, or do you want to talk Machado, or do you want to hold off on that? No, no, we can we can jump to the predictions a little bit. All right. Well, I don't want to spend. I don't really want no. to look at like what we're going to be thinking moving forward, changing okay. predictions, anything of that. Yep. Um, but I would like to look back on some of our picks that we made and talk about which ones look good and which ones look bad and i know one of them i can talk about a couple of mine that look pretty bad right now i can i i'm pretty sure i can be right there with you <laughs> <laughs> looking at the standings i'll let you call me out if you want to go for it jack i would never call you out <laughs> intentionally I, w- I want you to speak your own mistakes <laughs> <laughs> all right i said the, i thought that a couple teams who i thought could be in it at this point as sleepers were the Orioles and Royals. That is not the case. <laughs> um, no, that is not the case. <laughs> Those I are not bo- looking great. <laughs> I said I thought both teams would eventually be sellers, but I was 
I thought that the roster with the bats and whatnot, I thought, mm-hmm. hey, maybe they could be sleepers. But that, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, my one from the AL that is not looking great is I had the Angels being a wild card team. Um, and they're at least, what, already nine nine games out of that spot. Um, <laughs> their pitching has not been where I kind of was hoping or expecting it to be. Um, but they are above 500. So it's not it's not as bad as... You know the Kansas my City wild card pick was <laughs> uh, my uh, Twins pick. Yeah, your Twins one isn't looking too hot, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's still not a great choice because there's a lot of teams that are going to have to jump to get back into a wild card scenario. Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries. It's been a bad they year, have. so yeah, a little bit unlucky. And you hate to waste another year of Trout's prime. Very yeah. frustrating. Were there any teams that we were saying? we thought would be pretty bad that are actually doing pretty well um i got it i think seattle right yeah i think both of us were very yeah. low on seattle <laughs> i said i said they were around 500 maybe I think, I think i think we both may have said that i'm not sure though yeah i think i said they were a team that i really didn't have much to talk about i didn't think they'd be <laughs> yeah, very yeah, good you did say that <laughs> <laughs> and there are 17 games or excuse me 19 games over 500 at the break so um, I slept on them a lot. I'm there. Look, they lost Cano too. You know. Yeah. It's man. ridiculous, kind of how good this team has been able to be. How are they doing it, Jordan? They're doing it in a couple different ways. Gene Segura has been just absolutely phenomenal for them. Um, his bat. I mean, he's over 320. Uh, we did both say that we thought D Gordon was a very good signing for them. Yeah. Um, and and, he and was now he's playing second base. Exactly. So. <laughs> and he was in the outfield initially, remember? And we yeah. were like, eh, I don't know defensively. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, I mean, he's been great for them. He's a guy who, once he gets on, he's such a weapon. Um, and he's hit for good average too. And that's the key with D Gordon. If he can hit for good average, he's a very effective player. Um, Look, they've done it with that. And then, I mean, their pitching is kind of overachieved to be quite honest with you, Jack. They've got, yeah. I mean, James Paxton is... He just, struggled a little bit. He struggled a little bit lately, but was great yes. early for them. Yep. No um, hitter. Yep. In Marco Canada. Gonzalez is kind of overachieved. That's a good arm for them. He has, he's won 10 games at the break. I mean, they've, they've got some arms. Mike Leak was always kind of a... Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the word for Mike Leak? <laughs> uh, Flow. Traveler. <laughs> kind of all over the place, Mike Leak. Yes. Um, but look, NL Central. He, I, yep. NL Central. He was a red for a while. Um, yep. But I mean, his ERA is four two two. But he's been a solid, you know, middle of the rotation guy for them. They've been their their arms have overachieved. Their worst starter has been King Felix. <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's Sadly. been, it's been an, yeah, it's been an impressive run for the Mariners so far. And look, they're looking primed for a run at potentially making the postseason. I'll do another one here in the AL West. How about the Oakland A's? That's another one that I think. <laughs> I said I didn't have too much to talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, I think we both were like, yeah, Matt Chapman, uh, yeah. Matt Olson, Dustin Fowler. We lifted, we listed off some guys who were like, yeah, we'll be, we'll be intrigued to watch them. But man, that's been a fun team. Yeah, and I tell you what, this they look like a team that could potentially stay around too. Um, I think they will. Yeah, I think they will too. You know, sometimes you see these teams um, in the first half, and they're. They just don't seem to have the pieces, you know, they sometimes their run differential, you know, is very telling. Sometimes some of these teams are like eight games over, but have a negative run differential. Um, to me, this team seems like it can stay around. It did have a couple overachievers and really the lineup to me isn't overly intriguing. 
Um, but I do think, you know, they've got a lot of guys who, while don't they, they don't hit for great average, they do get on base a lot. And I think yeah. that's been kind of the key for this team. That's that Billy Bean baseball. Yeah. Um, that, um, you know, as we're, as we're forming along with that, you look at, you know, this is a staff, Jack, that has had some injuries here and there um, and still has been able to be good. Uh, Sean Manea has been just fantastic for them yes. all year. Um, and they've gotten good starts from a couple different guys here and there. This does look like a team to me that can hang around. I don't know if this is a team that can make a push for the wild card. Um, I think they can. I, I think they'll be borderline maybe. And yeah. just because I do think there's, again, you know, right now that second wild card spot pretty much is them and uh, Seattle, and that's about it. So, yep. yeah, I think it's going to be very telling in the second half. See if my angels, yeah. my angels can come back, <laughs> fight their way back into the wild card contention. I've got one more team that this is one team that I may have said was going to have the most losses this year, other than Miami. <laughs> was uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, who are two games over 500 at the break. I mean, there isn't a whole lot to talk about with them. Yeah. They're not contenders or anything, but, I mean, it just. Sh- I think it goes to show how smart that front office is, that they moved all these guys, and they're still winning. Yeah, I think we had them. I think we both had them at the bottom of this division. Yes, um, we did. Yeah, they've been impressive. They're another team that, and this is the great thing about baseball, man, where you won't see it in other sports often. Yeah, um, is worst that, to first. Yeah, worst, worst to respectable <laughs> in a year. Yep, and you know, hopefully they can keep it going. Again, this is another team that you look at them, you're like, eh, do they have enough to keep it going? Um, but yeah, they had an impressive first half, no doubt about it. Yeah. Definitely. I the really big interesting thing is how what they've been doing with their pitching staff. They've been uh, Jordan. They've been using Sergio Romo and other bullpen guys as openers. Yeah, it, that to me is such a weird thought process. <laughs> have they, and well, have they been doing this? Have, do they throw one inning? Is that what it is? Uh, it depends. I think depends, mainly depends. one though. Yeah, I haven't been able to catch too many Rays games. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it is a very interesting thought process, Jack. Well, the idea is, okay, you you are going to start the game with three left-handed hitters. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put a lefty in there, and we're going to make you pay for that. So we can assure the matchups for the first inning. Maybe mm-hmm. we put up a run, and then we're playing with a lead. Um, <laughs> and then the guy can come out of the bullpen. Now, I think it's really tough to do this with starters because – they get into a rhythm. They have yeah, their routines. 100%. Yeah. And let's be clear. I don't think this would work with a lot of veteran starters. I don't yeah. think they like it one bit. I don't think John Lester is going to want one guy coming out for one inning and then him throw the second. Or Jake Arrieta. <laughs> and I don't think Arietta either, no. <laughs> but I think it's cool. I like people trying new things. Yep. And, uh, I mean, this is just a their team like Oakland. They're very similar. They've just been very smart teams who found ways to win without – having a lot of money and mm-hmm. just thinking ahead of the curve on stuff. So that's been interesting just as like a big time baseball fan. That's something that I find interesting, even though they're a mediocre team for sure. And you have to respect the fact that they're two games over 500 at the yeah. break when we in had a tough them last division. In division. Yeah, 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 exactly. In a challenging division. And of course, Baltimore has kind of turned out to be a walk in the park. Um, when you play them, but you know, it, Toronto can be a little bit tough and obviously playing the Yanks in Boston is not fun. So, um, yeah, tough division for sure. On a, 
on a lesser scale, has anyone else disappointed you in any regard? Because I can think of one team that I would have guessed in the American League that I thought would have a lot more wins given their division. And I would, I think <laughs> yeah. this is pretty. I would say Cleveland. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, look, they're nine games over five hundred. They're already seven and a half off in that division. Um, but you know, we, I, th- I thought this team was going to be right there with the Boston, the Yanks, the Astros. And I mean, they're what 10 games out from any of those teams. So while they're handling their division, while we will see them in the postseason again this year as a division winner, probably. Um, yeah, I would say they've been a little bit disappointing as a whole. And, you know, what do you account that to Jack? Do you account it to the playoff runs and maybe they, they just feel like they can cruise their way? Because it's not like Lindor and Ramirez have had bad years. They've had great yeah. years. Well, um, a lot of guys have had really nice years on that roster. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of it's an interesting year that they're only nine games over 500. Yeah, I think that's a good question. I don't think they're too concerned about the division. Like, I, I do think they <laughs> I are. I wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. I, it does make me wonder if they were in another division, if they'd be waking up a little more, winning more games. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm not concerned about them long term because they're going to have like a free ticket into that playoffs. They're not going to have to play in a wild card game. And really Jordan, this is the same thing they did last year. Um, people may forget they started slow last year and had a great second half. Terry That's Francona true. is a manager who can get his players to respond well and be playing at their best at the right time, being hot at the right time, which they've done the last couple of years. Now, last year, it didn't work out for them, and they caught the Yankees and went to five games, and it didn't work out for them. But they have such a talented roster, um, and their pitching staff looks like it's getting even better with Trevor Bauer now emerging. And now they just added Brad Hand, so they're going to have a great trade. Yeah, great they trade. Have, they have a bullpen that can go toe to toe with anyone, mm-hmm. maybe the best in all of baseball with those three guys that they have. Yep. So I think that this is a team that's built better for the playoffs than they are for the regular season. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fair take. And I think you t- touched on uh, Terry Francona a little bit. I think he's a phenomenal manager and one of the best in baseball. Um, and I think w- another thing, you know, we touched on Ramirez and Lindor and Brantley's had a great year. But, you know, some of these other bats really haven't had great years. And if those guys start to catch fire a little bit in the second half, the Jason Kipnis's, yes. you know, the Edwin Encarnacion, you know, he has 22 bombs, but he's only hitting 220. You know, if yeah. he catches fire a little bit, these are guys who have had successful seasons in the past. Um, and if they're able to, you know, heat up a little bit along with the superstars playing the way they have and Lindor Ramirez and Brantley has had a great year too. Um, you touched on the pitching staff. This is definitely a team I think that is primed to make a run. Yeah, and the one thing I was going to say about Kipnis is he also, last season, got off to a slow start. Fair I take, think he's yeah. he's done this before. He looks he ends up being okay, knowing mm-hmm. Kipnis. I mean, this is a super talented roster, and knowing the way that, I mean, they, they've been great at drafting players. I'm sure they have some guys left in that farm system that they could move. And, I mean, they made a big move. I don't think they have to get anything else, but I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to add a couple more just glue guys, position players you could help hit for mm-hmm. contact and whatnot. Yeah, I agree. They're a very intriguing team, Jack. It'll be interesting yes. to see how they play in the second half and heading into the postseason. Their team I would buy a low on right now. 
I think that's a fair take, yeah. And given their success the past couple of years, I think it's a very, very fair take. This is a team that, you, <laughs> while they haven't had the dominant first half, it's a team that's going to be there when it matters. Are there any other specific teams that you really want to talk about? I mean, we haven't really mentioned Boston and New York. Well, look, I think I think it's fair to say, and I don't know if you'd agree with me, I think the three best teams in baseball are all in the American League. I think you could say the four or five best teams are in the American <laughs> League. I think Boston, the Yanks, and Houston are the three best teams in the league. Um, and I think that's pretty clear. Um, I'm not really sure you can make an argument to that. The wins say it. Really, the talent on these rosters say it. Um, and look, these are teams that have all been there, too. So the experience says it, you know? <laughs> these, yeah. are, these are the three best teams in baseball. We kind of thought Cleveland would be there, too. Yeah. Um, but obviously the win record, the win, the record's not there right now. Um, and after those three, I think you can make a strong case for the Cubs. Um, but Or the Dodgers. Or the Dodgers. Now. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, especially post-Machado. Yes, yes <laughs> I agree with that. Um, but look, uh, the American League's got the three best teams in baseball. Um, and that the, the postseason, that's going to be a bloodbath between <laughs> an absolute bloodbath because the talent on these three rosters are is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't really have any other AL thoughts. Do you want to save our MVP picks for the end? Um, or do you want to toss in the AL well MVP? Toss them now. Okay, I think we can both agree Mookie Betts is the American League MVP at I this would point. Agree a hundred percent. How? I mean, is there? If there's a case for anyone else, who is it, you know? Um, yeah. No one else has won 68 games in the first half, and no one else is hitting nearly 360. <laughs> yeah, I think you could put uh, Trout in there. I think that's a fair take, the, yes. The Altuves, the mm-hmm. Trouts. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's... I mean, you know, one guy who maybe... I mean, <laughs> these guys are pretty far behind, though. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not too far behind, but for they're in the conversation for runner-up. Another guy who I thought could have been there up until recently was Jose Abreu. Mm-hmm. He's been ice cold over the last month, but he was yeah, having a great year. 260 or something, 250 or something now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but uh-huh. he was hitting like 320. Yeah, about and that's why he ended up starting ago. the All-Star game. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a fair take. Look, I just think, again, Mookie Betts along with nearly hitting 360. He's a 23 and 18 guy when it comes to homers and stolen bases in the first half of a season. Um, he's been the clear MVP on the AL side. Yeah, I think so. Yep. All right, let's move over to the National League. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Which we're going to have even more thoughts on, I'm sure. We're going to continue with this theme of where we were right and where we were wrong. Okay. And I guess I was kind of right with your NL East because I said I thought Atlanta and Philly were pretty equal with each other. Mm-hmm. Where they were at in their rebuilds. Mm-hmm. However, I wasn't. Sure. I didn't think they'd be this far into their rebuilds yeah, well, at I'm this a, stage. I guess. Oh, I'm a little worried about that division. Um, heck, no, no, I'm not. I'm I'm completely joking. <laughs> I am. I'm pumped about this division. Um, but again, I, I took Washington not only to win the division. They were my World Series pick. So, so in that aspect, yeah, um, I am a little worried. But look. Um, we kind of had the same thoughts on these guys. I thought the Philly, on this division, I thought the Phillies were ahead of the Braves a little bit in their rebuild. Um, but I thought Washington was the clear best team in this yes. division heading into this season. But again, you know, here's the thing about baseball is that teams can come together and really it only takes a couple guys to really get clicking. And you start to see 
teams gain confidence over time. And that's what we've seen with both the Phils and Atlanta. You know, Atlanta, heading into the season, probably did not think they were going to be able to compete the way they are. But Freddie Freeman, you know, he's been the stable piece. And then you get a couple guys like Albies, who had a great first half. You get Acuna up, and he's playing. He's played pretty well. You get a couple of pitchers who are maybe overachieving a little bit. And, of course, Nick Nick Markakis. Um, <laughs> Nick Markakis, out of nowhere, just decides to hit 300. What is he at right now, Jack? 323 or something at the break. And it was higher until a little bit of a recent skid. Um Look, this is a team that, again, you just get a couple guys overachieving. You get some confidence early in the season. That's what the Braves were able to do, and that's kind of why they've been able to be right where they're at. I think the Phils are a lot in kind of the same position as the Braves are from that aspect. Um, Herrera had a good first half. Hoskins was out a little bit and then came back, and he's been swinging a really good bat. I I noted at the beginning of the year, I thought Jake Arrieta was a great signing, not only because of what he was going to bring from himself, but I thought he was going to help some of these younger guys. And yep, you Nick did pa- say that. Nick Pavetta and Vince Velasquez have both taken big steps forward. Zach Eflin has taken big steps forward. So And Aaron Nola has turned into one of the best pitchers in the league. I still think the Phillies are a little bit ahead of the Braves um, from a, not only a talent aspect right now, but you know, where they're at in their rebuilds, just because I think their pitching staff is better. I think the Nola, Arietta, Pavetta combo is, and Zach Eflin, who has really kind of overachieved. He was not good last year, and all of a sudden he has 12 first-half starts and a 3-1 ERA, um, and he's 7-2. and two. Um, Sorry, yeah. I'm rambling about my fills. No, I, I no, you're good. I, have I a like lot it. To say. Um, and look, I, I this team has surprised me. One, because they're... This team is 11 games over 500, and their best hitter is only hitting 275. That's that's mind-blowing yeah. almost. That's crazy. That, that a team is able to do that. And for look, for the Nats, they've been disappointing. But again, here's where my worry is as a Phillies fan. Um, their Nats are only five and a half out. Really, about as much that could have went wrong for this team in the first half kind of did. You know, Harper was abysmal at the plate apart from his home runs. Um, his batting Murphy and Eaton were out for a while too. Yep. I was going there. They've had a couple of key injuries. Strasburg's hurt again. Um, the worry is, and Trey Turner really was out a little bit. They've had a lot of injuries. Um, and my worry is that this team, I think even Rendon missed some games. This team, when all those guys are back, they've got one of the best lineups in the league. Um, and I look, that run is coming. It's absolutely coming. I think the Nats will go on a run here in the second half. It's going to be very entertaining, I think, to see how these young teams and the Phils and uh, Braves kind of react to the Nats making that run. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you pretty much summed up that division (laughs) well enough, so I don't have to say much else. I will say I would like to pat ourselves on the back for that neither of us started drinking the Mets Kool-Aid that first month in. Mm Mm-mm. We both were like, yeah, no, this this is not going to, they're not going to sustain this. And now they are in last place. Do you feel bad for Jacob DeGrom? I do. <laughs> I hope, I hope that help is on the way and he gets freed soon, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen ultimately. The man has a one six ERA Jack. <laughs> man. <laughs> and if you look at, if you look at his starts and then the wins that have come with the starts, it's just mind blowing. Just, yeah, he has like three different games where he threw eight innings, one earned, and lost the game, or didn't get the decision. It's just, oh my god, it's not fair. No, it is not fair. He's been phenomenal. I think he deserves a shout out for that from that team. 
Yeah, I, do, I think so. And I do hope he gets traded. I would like to see him on the Cubs. Oh, That'd be oh, nice. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's going to ultimately get moved this time around, but maybe he will in the future. Yeah, it'll be intriguing. I let's, I handled all of these. Let's have you jump in on the central. <laughs> oh, I absolutely will. One more thought I want to get in on the Braves. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I, w- I want to ask you something on the Phillies, too. Yep. I think the Braves aren't going to be huge buyers, but I, I feel like they're going to end up picking up Moustakis and, to fill and plug in at third base. What do you think? You know, I've actually seen some Phillies rumors about him, too. Oh. Um, but I don't think they're anything serious because if you look at the numbers between him and the Phillies third baseman, Mike Franco, they're very similar. So it doesn't make yeah. too much um, yeah. sense for the Phillies. I think that w- that would be a solid play for uh, for the Braves. I think you look at – you try and find a guy who, you know, a veteran presence on a young team. I think Moustakis could kind of fill in there and, and give them some good at-bats down the stretch here. The other guy who I could see being moved to uh, fill that hole, I know a lot of people were talking Machado. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not the case. However, uh, Josh Donaldson, if he ever comes back from injury, Mm -hmm. it would make sense to move him because he's also in a contract year. So Yeah, it'd be interesting, you know, the injuries there, if a team would want to maybe take that risk. And, and, you know, Donaldson may be a little bit over, you know, a little expensive for – um, the potential risk and then the rental that he would probably be. But yeah, that, that is, that would be an intriguing move. I've also seen Adrian Beltre, a third baseman, um, whose name has been tossed oh, around yes. a little bit. Um, he would kind of make sense for them, I think too, if they were trying to make a move. Let me ask you real quick, and you could talk about this from the Philly perspective. Also, if you have any other thoughts on the rest of the division with the trade deadline approaching, it's yep. crazy. That's going to be in a week and a half. Oof. My gosh, um, summer's going by way too quick. It is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let me ask you, what are you wanting slash expecting Philly to do? And do you do you think there could be any movement elsewhere in this division? I mean, we hit on the Braves. I don't think they're going to do much other than that third base, maybe. I mean, some minor moves here or there for some pitching, mm-hmm. but nothing huge. What do you think? Well, look, I think the the big splash that they had the opportunity to make was the Manny Machado move. Um, Cause this is a team that has the prospects and could have maybe gained a leg in the Machado free agency um, race. That is, it is definitely going to be this upcoming off season for him. Um, so Machado was kind of the first piece that I would have kind of liked to see them make a splash. It was going to take top tier prospects, but the thing is the Phillies have them um, and for a guy like Manny Machado, it, it very well may be worth it if it gives you an edge when he gets hits free agency. Um, but they, they they didn't go there, and I think that's okay just because, again, it's a very risky move with a rental. My second was going to be Brad Hand. I would have loved the Phils to make a move for him just because I think you can never have enough good bullpen arms. Um, I think it's so important to have guys like him. Um, that you can kind of count on to get outs. And really the Phil's bullpen right now, while it has a couple good guys, um, it's not a great bullpen in my opinion. Um, so he was somebody I would have liked to see them go after. Um, now, you know, now you're hearing, I'm hearing the Beltre um, potentially. I uh, You're seeing the Moustakis rumors. I really don't love either of those moves. I think Michael Franco is a young third baseman who – is putting up very similar numbers to Moustakis and could potentially be a long-term option there. Yeah. 
so I, I just don't love making a move for a guy like that if for a rental and then you're gonna you're gonna halt the Michael Franco growth um, because again while the Phils are in first place this is a team that is still very young um, you know growing and I think this year is going to be great whether they win the division or not I think it's to be great just from an experience standpoint to get that experience of you know what could potentially come down to a pennant race yeah yeah um, good stuff there Jordan thank you for uh, providing the National League <laughs> East insights there. I appreciate that. Got that division unlocked for you, Jack. I'm counting on you for the Central. <laughs> okay, uh, real quick, I'll just relay this back to our predictions. You were a lot higher on Milwaukee than I was. I have to give you credit there for the first half. <laughs> the Cardinals are have had a weird year, but they're still in it. In there, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're in it. Uh, which is a team that I liked, which kind of looks foolish on my part because I was trying to defend their bats, which haven't quite been there yet. Mm-hmm. However, uh, so that's that's where we where we are. Um, I, the Cubs are honestly right around where I'd expect them to be at this point. Yep. So I think this looks pretty similar to what we were expecting. The other thing I said was that, I mean, I was giving a lot of love to the Reds, and I said they weren't going to be horrible, so... Give me credit there. <laughs> no, you deserve credit, and that's actually impressive. In this division, the floor is only ten games under five hundred. Yeah, which I believe is the best in baseball. It is indeed. Yes, by oh my god, five games. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you did give the Reds credit, and I'll give you credit there. But I am going to uh, brag a bit about my Milwaukee. Yes. So at least yeah. in the first half, it's still early. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, why don't you ask me some guided questions on this, Jordan? I'll let you be the host for a little bit. All right. Um, well, I think the Cubs, the Cubs have won, what, 13 of 15 kind of heading into today, I think was what I read. Is that correct? Uh, something like something that. Like that. Okay. They also have played some pretty bad teams. Hey, you can only <laughs> beat who you play. Yes, um, but they are playing St. Louis right now, so they, that's a big yeah, series. Yes, it is a big series. So you said that this team is kind of where you expected them to be at, Jack. How do you feel yes. about this team kind of in the second half? Is this a team that you think is kind of the one of the clear, if not the clear favorite in the NL? Um, do they have all the pieces you think are needed? Um, you know, where do you think this team is at at this point in the year? Well, as we have touched on with the American League, the National League is a lot more open. It is. So there's a will there that a team that really isn't great can take advantage of. So I think there's a case to be made for the Cubs. I think there's a case to be made for the Dodgers. I think there's a case for anyone in the in the East or like some of these teams in the West. <laughs> yeah, I think the Cubs definitely, Cubs and the Dodgers are the two favorites at this point, given their track record of playoff success. Now the Dodgers have Machado. Um, and we'll talk about that. But the Cubs are, I mean, they're where I have expected them to be. I wasn't super high on them coming in. I thought they did a lot of the things that failed them last year in the playoffs. They basically, mm-hmm. uh, they doubled down on what didn't work last year. And though they can hit a lot of homers, which is, suits you well for the regular season, the playoffs, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. The pitching has been a big disappointment, mm-hmm. big time disappointment there. Darvish hasn't pitched in a long time, and he may <laughs> not again this year. Yeah, and when he has pitched, he hasn't been that. He hasn't been very good. No, Tyler Chatwood, he struggled a lot. Jose Quintana was a guy that 
I like coming into the season. I, w- I thought the Cubs wildly overpaid for him last year. They gave up Aloy Jimenez, who uh, have you gotten to watch him in Charlotte yet? I have not, no. <laughs> but he's a, he's a beast. Cubs, the Cubs emptied their farm system on some of these trades, and now they don't have, I mean, they, they can make some moves, but they're not going to be able to get a Chapman type of high-impact guy at this deadline. Mm-hmm. And that was Glaber Torres that they traded. Yeah. Uh, bring me back, Jordan. I'm going off the rails here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you touched on you, Darvish, and I know you weren't big on that signing initially. Yeah. Um, does this first half <laughs> kind of give you the sense that you're correct there? Do you still think he's a good option there long term? Uh, I don't. I never thought he would be good long term. Mm-hmm. It's actually funny. The talk around the town right now is they think he might retire when his player option comes after year three. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I don't, yeah, people are jumping the gun on this. I don't know if that's wishful thinking from them. People are not happy with that signing. Mm-hmm. In a playoff rotation right now for them would be Lester Hendricks Quintana, correct? Yes. And, and then we don't know. Maybe uh, Mike Montgomery, who's been plugged in and he's done pretty well, but I mean, still, that's not. <laughs> Is that a winning strategy come? Come uh, September, October? I don't know. I don't know. It'll but, I mean, I don't yeah. think – I think the Dodgers – I like the Dodgers pitching more. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Giants. I mean, the Giants pitching is up and down, but they have a Bumgarner type of guy. True. Um, Cubs have a Lester. Arizona's got good pitching. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just – it's so weird because we – I don't know like what to compare the Cubs to because of how weird the National League has been this year. A lot of teams are a lot of teams are there and a lot of teams yes. can make pushes in the second half. Yeah. And then one more question on the Cubs. Yeah. One, you were big on Addison Russell, or not necessarily huge, Oh yes. But he's had a great year, Jack. Yes. The two guys, Jordan, I we agreed on one of them mm-hmm. that we said the fans are really underrating underappreciating right now who i who we at least i we i thought that i thought would have a really nice bounce back year mm-hmm. addison russell and the guy we agreed on jason hayward both those guys have been great for the cubs this year fantastic and really apart from Baez, kind of the two very very key parts to why they're in first place right now yeah i would really say that those three guys and Albert Almora have been their four yep. best position players and Contreras, Contreras too, but yeah, Contreras, yeah. I mean, those then, are all guys who give you a lot offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, Cubs wise, are you worried about Anthony Rizzo at all? A little bit. I, uh, he's not having a very good year. He's shown over the course of his career that he's a, he's a streaky hitter. He's inconsistent. But he just doesn't seem to have the fire beneath him right now. He doesn't, like, there was a play a couple weeks ago where he, (laughs) back-to-back plays, the ball hit off his glove, and he had back-to-back errors, which I don't know when the last time I've seen that in a baseball game was other (laughs) than watching at our Little League game. Uh, Yeah, so you'll see that very often. It was really weird, though. There was a pickoff move over to first base after a runner got on base because of an error that, Rizzo made and then Rizzo didn't run after the ball he just kind of walked over to it and Javi Baez chased it down and the runner ended up scoring from first on that play it just doesn't seem like the same Rizzo I think they were expecting him 
to be the clubhouse leader. And I think they need a David Ross type of guy in there for them. Mm -hmm. Do you think, you know, look, this is a team that's been there now, what, two, three years in a row contending. Um, Do you think it's, it's that clubhouse maybe starting to think, well, you know, we'll be there when it matters. Maybe we can turn it up when it, yeah, we can turn it up whenever we need to. I mean, again, they're still in first place. I still think this is this team's easily the best team in this division. Yeah. Um, I've, I've while Milwaukee's that. been surprisingly or not surprisingly, but you know, good so far this year and St. Louis is there. Um, I still think the Cubs are the clear favorite here in the Central. And Jordan, I'm tough on the Cubs, but the bar has been set. <laughs> They won a yep. championship, and That's fair. Yep. they we do not want to go another hundred years before we win another one. So, and you, yeah, you know, there you only have so many chances. Yes, you know, this, this is a championship contending team right now. Yes, and you only have so many chances before you got to start hitting the rebuild. Yeah, the thing I would say in conjunction to your locker room question is this is another discussion point from Cubs fans is. People are starting to question Joe Madden, which is really interesting because when he came over, I mean, you know what he was capable of with the Rays. Uh, your Phillies played that Rays team in the World Series. Yeah, I think Joe Madden specializes in taking under talented teams and helping them overachieve. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not he can sustain success with a group of super talented players yep. and veterans. Can he keep the locker room buying into his approach? And can he manage egos? That's going to be the question, I think, moving forward. I think people are starting to have some questions about that. I know I have some questions about that. But, yeah, I think that will be interesting to look at. For sure. Yeah, I would say I think I think you hit the nail on the head on a lot of those points. I would say the Cubs are the clear favorite in the Central. I, ex- I expect them to win this division and really be there you know, when it matters in the NL playoffs. Because like we said, I mean, there's a lot of contending teams here. A lot of teams that are in contention, I should say. But not a lot of like, it doesn't feel like there's too many true contenders in the NL this year, which is it's yes. very weird. Because um, normally, you know, there's three, at least three, maybe four teams that you feel like can make a run. Um, but the East is so shaken up or shooken up. And then it just feels like the Cubs and really the Dodgers are the two clear contenders out of the NL. So I think down the stretch, it's yeah. good. I think this team, it's going to be interesting watching them in the second half though. Cause we're about to see, you know, is this team ready for a, a true pennant race where Milwaukee might be right there and, and yeah. you might see some big games, you know, in September. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see. It's just been a roller coaster of a team the last two seasons. Yep. I would say, yep. I would agree. Very high points, very low lows. <laughs> and one more, I may, I don't know if I should say this. Should I bring up Schwarber? No. <laughs> okay, I won't. No. We both were, okay, we we did it now. <laughs> you, you can tell I want to. Yeah. Um, we were the ones that, I mean, can we just bring up the point that people thought he was going to be in the MVP voting this year? Let's let's fix this. Not P- Cubs fans. Cubs fans. Yes. <laughs> Thought he was going to be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think anybody and else Cubs in media. Chicago did. <laughs> yes. They saw he got he lost a couple pounds and they thought he was going to be an MVP candidate. And hey, Kyle Schwarber, nice player, but yes, not for, yeah, an MVP sure. guy. No, for sure. But Kyle yeah. Schwarber is what Kyle Schwarber is. Yep. He's a very mid tier to low tier average guy who will hit home runs. 
and play very mediocre defense in left field. And Taylor made for the home run derby. Taylor made for the home run derby. And I hope that doesn't sound like the scene in Happy Gilmore where he's like, (laughs) um, you would be great in those traveling around the country and competing in those long drive competitions. (laughs) No, he's I mean, he is the perfect kid, though, because that's the way he swings the bat regardless. So it's not like he's going to ruin his swing or anything, the derby. And I mean, he put on a show. There's no two ways about it. I actually going into that, I was a little like, huh, Kyle Schwarber. That's interesting. But as I was watching it, I was like. Man, let's just get he is one of the best just pure home run hitters in the game. Let's just get those guys in there. Let's get Joey Gallo in there. Ooh. Let's get <laughs> I think Gallo's done it before, hasn't he? I, I want to say maybe. I think I feel like Gallo was in it one year. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. But I would like to see him again. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Chris Davis, guys who are just strictly home <laughs> run have nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. Swing-wise. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's why all those guys aren't in it. That's why Judge isn't in it, you know? Judge just doesn't want to ruin his swing. The, the guys like that, I should say. Yeah. Um, and Har- I mean, Harper won it. It'll be interesting to see if Harper comes back next year and does it again. Maybe if he has, I don't a, think so. maybe if he has a big second half. <laughs> he'll be like, yeah, maybe I'll <laughs> oh, fix man. my swing. I think, yeah, that, that's good. I like that. I think that uh, the whole him being in Washington... Uh, yeah, all star game being there. I think it fit perfectly. It was just a good yeah. story, the perfect story. Yeah. All right. Let's let's we got to touch on some of these other teams yep. uh, just a little bit. I think we should talk about the Brewers, and then we have to talk. You know what team coming into this podcast? I was taking a shower. And I was thinking about what team I was most excited to talk about on here. You know who that was? The Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> you might be the lone person who is brutally excited to talk about the cincinnati reds oh my gosh i don't know what it is with me and the reds but it's just <laughs> i think you cheer for them when they play the cubs uh no <laughs> <laughs> all right let's start brewers jack okay. I, heading in i thought this team was going to be good and they are good i thought the two signings they made were fantastic and yelich and kane both have been crucial bats for them both over 290 both have provided some power both on base very consistently um, and my one question was kind of the pitching with this team. Um, and, you know, some guys have turned into very solid starters for them. Um, oh, geez, don't butcher the name. Chachin? Chassin. Chassin. There you go. Chassin. Yeah, from San Diego yep. last year. Yep, yep, yep. He's put together great innings for them. He's eight and three. Yes. Surprise. Yep. Uh, How about Freddie Peralta? How about that guy? Freddie Peralta is another great arm. Two six five ERA and seven starts. Yeah. Is he a prospect for them? And then got called I up. I believe he was. Got yeah. Called up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Junior Guerrera has also been a good arm yes. for them. Three two. Junior Guerra. Guerra, sorry. Three point two ERA. Um, look at that. Was my one question with them. I said this team's going to be able to produce offensively. Yeah. I thought if they could have a couple of guys overachieve, or maybe not even overachieve, just get better uh, as a staff, um, I thought they were going to be there to compete. And I'll tell you what, they're 12 over 500 after the, or at the break, and it looks like a team that is set to contend for at least a wild card and maybe push the Cubs a little bit in this division. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jordan. Also, I said the same things about the pitching, which is why I ultimately sided with st louis in terms of wild card in this division however i also want to say as surprising and good as this pitching has been i mean everyone knows how good their bullpen is the last thing i want to toss in there is that 
if there's a team that Jacob deGrom could get traded to, I could see it being this team because they have the prospects to make it happen, I believe. Well, that would make that would that would make things very yes. interesting. Yeah. Cuz I mean, deGrom has been Look, I know the record doesn't indicate it. He's been probably the best pitcher in baseball this year. At least when he's been yeah, out on the mound. I would mound. say so. Yeah, when he's been out on the mound. And, oof, that would make them extremely dangerous because now when you're sending John Lester out in game one of a playoff series, potentially he could be going against Jacob DeGrom. And that's a whole different animal. Yeah. It's a whole different animal when it comes to a playoff series. And not only that, Jack, if this team ends up being a wild card team and you have Jacob DeGrom to throw in that game, Yep. All of a sudden, that's a that, that that's a big difference from whoever you were gonna go with. Look, I know they've had some good pitchers, um, some guys you know pitch well, um, but if you can get a guy like that, that's big time. Yeah. So I I, I mean I love what this team has done. They've been like even as a Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, first of all, I'm not a hater of any teams. You know that, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm very open minded. Except maybe the Cubs. This- yeah the fix my fellow fans think so but i this has been a team that i've really enjoyed watching they've been a lot of fun they've been very entertaining and i i do enjoy how good that outfield is uh defensively how good those guys are um contact wise and they have some speed too so they're a lot of fun yeah they're i I would say they're here to stay contending wise yeah i think so all right let's talk your reds (laughs) <laughs> get everything off your chest okay if you want to talk um, about the cincinnati well, reds all right well the first thing i want to start with that seems to be a current topic of conversation is if they'll trade matt harvey mm-hmm. what do you think on that first i don't think the market will be overly strong like i, I get matt harvey the name um in I just don't know how many teams would really want to add him. He's a little bit of a head case. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly. And maybe that was the New York thing, getting to him a little bit. But again, he hasn't thrown overly well, really. You know, it's not like he's dominated for Cincy. Um, yeah. So I don't, I I mean, they can try and trade him maybe and get a prospect or two out of it. But I don't think the market's going to be too strong for a Matt Harvey. Yeah. I think if they do want to trade him, they're probably better off waiting and seeing if you know if people show that he's sustaining success in a big time hitters ballpark by the way yeah that could be a guy that maybe you could move however the way the team's playing i don't really see why you'd want to start selling off players because i truly think this is a team that could be in the mix next year if they get a couple of pitchers i would agree with that i mean this team's stacked with bats jack yeah you, like top tier bats guys who can really put together really really good years i mean joey Votto. we talked about him a lot on our first podcast together the bit the the preseason one and how we think he's kind of underappreciated he's put together another phenomenal first half um did you see the stat i have to bring this up did you see the stat today (laughs) that in the last i think it was nine seasons joey Votto has popped up to the infield seven times yeah i saw that that is (laughs) mind-blowing another one Go ahead. That is mind blowing. When I read that, I had to double check like seven times. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That whoever dug up that stat, <laughs> yeah, that, that might be more impressive than the stat itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, it's insane. I mean that that shows the type of hitter he is. He doesn't give away at bats. No, and his his OBP is over four hundred again. 20, I believe four twenty two. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he's, he's a I mean, great defender. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Scooter Jeanette, your wait, guy. Wait, wait, wait. I got one more um, oh, okay. fun Joey Votto oh, tidbit. Stat. Okay. Okay. So you don't. You are not subscribed to the Athletic yet. I am correct? not. No. Not yet. You will one not, day. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they did a poll of about 250 players. This was around the All Star break, and they pulled them on a lot of fun conversations. If you have a subscription to The Athletic, I really recommend going and checking that out. The question was, who is your favorite player to talk to when you get to first base? And <laughs> Joey Votto was the winner. Interesting. Because I, I, I feel like, have you ever seen, I mean, you watch him a good chunk. He likes nagging on opposing team. Like when he was in yeah. fi- opposing team's fans, like when he was in Philly, it was a, a foul ball towards him, and he walked over and, like, fake flipped it the ball yeah. to a fan and then just rolled it in the dugout. He likes frustrating people. Um, yeah. I can I can imagine he's a pretty cool guy to talk to, though, for sure. See, I, mean, I think he's a joker. He's probably jokes around, a funny yeah. guy. He's very playful with mm-hmm. it. It's not yep. malicious. Yeah. I want to tell you two quick funny things that I've seen him do. Now this is becoming the Joey Votto show. <laughs> he did... Okay, this was a couple weeks ago. He faked like he had those flip-on sunglasses over his... Uh, oh, yeah. He faked it. He acted like he did, even though he didn't. <laughs> that was funny. And then my favorite was he was at Wrigley, and he was doing that where he was acting like he was going to throw the ball to someone. Yep. And then he proceeded to throw it over the roof of the stadium and out into the street. Just launched it? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so so that's a normal thing he does. Then he loves yeah. antagonizing opposing teams. It reminds fans. me; it's a little bit of like the Larry Bird experience, where he just does stuff like that to keep him entertained. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. He'll, he'll get some booze from it, but I think he I think he enjoys that. He, looks he also to that. one other thing he did was you may have seen this. This was a viral tweet. <laughs> he walked into the Wrigley um, fan entrance. I did not see this. No. He was going into the ballpark and he was just dressed up like he wasn't. Um, he was just in casual clothing. It, yeah. Yeah. And they <laughs> he tried to walk through and they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm a player. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did that on purpose. Yeah, it was just great. To mess around. That's hilarious. Yeah. So Joey Votto, always entertaining and just a phenomenal player. Yep. Phenomenal. And then. Your boy Scooter obviously yes. has had a very, very good year. Um, and Suarez at third base. I think those three are really the three big pieces of this team. Yep. Um, and look, I think they're all really good pieces. I think you're right when it says if they could get a couple arms, you know, this team could be very intriguing um, come next season. Yeah, it was interesting. About two months ago, the big talk was they're pr- they'll probably try to move Jeanette because they got this guy, Nick Senzel, in AAA. Mm-hmm. And they really like Senzel. He's supposed to be a beast. But then they saw it, so they thought they they moved Jeanette, create a spot for Senzel. I saw a report last week that now they want to lock up Jeanette to a long-term contract, uh, whose deal is up after next season, by the way. And they might try to move Senzel for pitching help. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I think... When you find a player, you find somebody you can count on, like a Scooter Jeanette, who has that good of a half. I mean, that's he's a guy who's here to stay to continue to be a good player in this league. It's not a fluke. Yeah, um, and he's. But now on the flip side of that, I don't even know what kind of 
package you're getting back for Scooter Jeanette at yeah, this exactly. stage. Exactly. So team, you got to keep them. Yeah, I would. I would agree. I don't think teams would throw out you know top top tier prospects um, just because they probably don't have enough to go off of him. Um, and, you know, at this high level, although you know he's kind of always been a, a pretty solid player, really yeah. since he's gotten into the league. He was with Milwaukee for the first what three yeah. or four years. He was two eighty, I think, a couple yeah. times there. Yep, and last year he was two ninety five. So really, he's been a consistent. He's been underlooked for years. Yeah, <laughs> he's, I, he's been a good player. He has been, and he went back home to Cincinnati, where he's from. Yep. Perfect fit. It's been a great story. I love it. It's been a lot of fun. I think they have some guys in the outfield. They have a lot of good outfielders. They could potentially move a couple, maybe a couple of those guys. Yeah. Uh, you get you look at Jesse Winker, who's been nice. He's I think he's a rookie. Scott Shebler, you know Billy Hamilton. I don't even know what his what you do with Billy Hamilton. That's a weird one. And then uh, M Duvall. So they yeah. have a lot of hit bats. You yeah. can move maybe two of those guys again to get some young pitching. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the good old Cincinnati Reds do. Yeah. And uh, Tyler Malley, he's been okay, I think, as a starter. Yeah, they've had, pitching-wise, it's kind of been their downfall. But, yeah, yeah. he's been solid. He's, above, he's a little bit above a 4 ERA. Yeah, he's been a little up and down, but he's a young guy. They like him. Yep. Harvey's been okay. So there are some pieces going into next year. And, hey, a former Cubs manager, Jim Riggleman, getting the job done with them. This has been a fun team. <laughs> it has been a fun team, for sure. So that's that's it for me on the Reds, I think. That and the Central as a whole, correct? Yep. Well, uh, I think we should mention Pittsburgh has been interesting. I think they're right around where we expected them to be. Yeah, I would say so. I, I don't think either of us was very big on them. You might have been a little bit bigger on them than me. Um, but I mean, they're right around 500. They've yeah. got three teams ahead of them that are all better than them. Um, so yeah, I, I can't see this team doing much from any like a type of a push here in the second half. Yeah, I think I said both these teams I had between 70 and 75 wins. Yeah. So not terribly below 500, but a little bit below 500, and that's been the case. Pittsburgh, the one thing I will say about them that's been fun um because i i do watch a lot of these teams a lot is i really do like their young pitching staff pittsburgh's young pitching staff yes yeah i mean they've got some guys that are intriguing Uh, joe musgrove who the centerpiece of the garrett cole trade he's been he's he's shown the potential to be really good yeah none of them have really shined yeah um but you're right they have put together some good outings here and there yeah, it's James, like James and Tal- Talion or Talion. Yeah, Talion. Uh, Talion, over two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, up for debate, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ivan Nova, he he was with the Yanks for a while. Yeah, he's our, he's an okay starting pitcher. He's yeah. kind of been. He's not. He's, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Nick Kingham, uh, Tyler Glass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Tyler Glass now has been interesting. They've been using him out of the pen a little bit. He's been a little disappointing. Um, They had higher hopes for him. But what they've done is they've stacked the deck with young pitchers, and they're hoping that maybe two of them can end up to be really good and they'll be in good shape. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then should we move to the West? Yeah, finally, we can go to the (laughs) Oh. Should I should I put in my NL MVP pick at this point? Yes, you need to throw it out there. All right, Scooter Jeanette. Good old Scooter Jeanette is Jack's NL MVP choice. 
he is in good position to win the batting title. He's put up the power numbers. He's been great production-wise. A lot of RBIs, over 60 RBIs, over 15 homers, I believe. So, and he's really been the one guy in the National League that's really s- s- jumped out at me. If the, Reds, of- if the Reds finish in fifth in this division, and he has similar to a first half, maybe a little bit less of a less than what he did in the first half finishes at what three three ten three fifteen do you still okay. think he has a case so he finishes at three fifteen yeah finishes at three fifteen i don't know because uh-huh. i need i i was thinking if he's over three twenty okay but regardless it depends on what he's up against yeah that's sure. the biggest thing For right sure. now there had been anyone that's really jumped out but that could change really quickly. That could change very, very quickly. Freddie Freeman is a guy who's been in the conversation. He would probably be my choice at this point. Yeah. Just because and he's been the, the centerpiece yeah. of a Braves team that's overachieved heavily, um, and he's had a great year. He's How like, much value do you put on winning for the MLB MVP I don't versus like others? To, yeah, I don't like to put too much but yeah, I, I, I think I will it's say, important. Yeah, I, I will say if if there's very similar statistics, you always go with the guy who has the better record. Yeah. Or at least is on a contending team over a team. So, for example, in the AL, if Mookie Betts and Trout finish with similar numbers, I think you go with Mookie because Boston is as good as... Yeah, so really then it depends on where does Scooter finish with his batting average. Because yep. if, yep. if he stays at 320 and he gets back up to like 330... I mean, that's yeah. hard to vote against if he keeps... It is very hard to vote against, Even yeah. if he doesn't have a whole lot of power numbers from this point forward. Mm-hmm. However, For sure. you also have last year, it's funny, the two guys who I think were top two in National League MVP voting were Votto and Stanton, who were both in last place. <laughs> hey, sometimes that's how it goes. Yeah. That's, you know, baseball's an interesting... I like that... I do like that in baseball, though, that even if you're on a really yeah. bad team, if you have a phenomenal year, you still have a chance at it. Yeah. And then maybe that's just the state of the National League right now because there aren't yeah, any great teams. very well could be. <laughs> very well yeah. could be. Yeah. All right, let's do the West. Let's do the West. What did we say uh, coming into the year? I, w- I picked this, the Dodgers to win the World Series. I picked the Dodgers to win the division, and I believe I had Arizona as a wild card yes, team. Yes, I did too. So, I mean, it is pretty spot on with what we were looking at. Uh, you were bigger on the Giants than I was. They, no, I don't think so. Oh, I think you were because they, they signed McCutcheon. And, uh, no, I said I wanted them to do well. but I. Oh, you wanted them yes, to do well. Yes, because of McCutcheon. <laughs> I was gotcha, like, I, gotcha. I want okay. to see them in okay. the playoffs. But I, okay. I was like, yeah, I didn't really see it because mm-hmm. that was such a huge jump uh, record-wise. There were 65 wins. So yep. they brought in a few new guys, and now are they going to all of a sudden swing that 30 games the other way? I didn't see it. But they have been respectable. They've been better than I expected and probably yes, better have. than you expected. Yeah, and I would say Colorado is kind of in that same boat. Um, I think we both had them probably third in this division. Yeah, close and, close third, though. Yeah and, and, yeah, and they're tight with both San Fran and Arizona. Really, this division's pretty tight right now. Only four games separate the first and fourth place team. Um, I expect the Dodgers to make a big run here in the second half. I think a Machado signing kind of points a lot towards that. Um, and they were without Kershaw for a majority of that first half. Is Clayton hurt again? I'm not sure. He, he's been a, a roller coaster really yes. health-wise. But as long as he's 
on the hill and, and and they stay healthy, I think this team is the clear best in this division. I would expect them to make a run here in the second half, Jack, and run away with this division a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll see that. I think Arizona, though, could also do the same thing. Ooh. Yeah. I think I think they definitely have the pieces to hang around. Yes. Um, I, I think look, they could add another them as bat a like they did last year. That is true. They could do that. That's It'll a be interesting big to see. bat. Since, since um, the Dodgers added Machado, it'll be interesting to see if Arizona tries to make kind of a corresponding yes. move. to that. But, again, if they don't or if they're unable to or they make maybe a small move, I think the Dodgers win, end up winning this division. Um, and, I mean, we both had Arizona on the wild card, and, I mean, that looks like a pretty solid choice right now. So Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. One guy I want to talk about from Colorado is Kyle Freeland has been a nice pitcher. Underrated, I think. Good old Kyle Freeland. I have not seen Kyle Freeland pitch this year. Oh, yeah, 8-6 and six with a 3-1-1 ERA. In he has Colorado. Been, yeah, he's been really good. He's clearly been their best arm. Yeah, he's been very good. And I think he was the pick after Enola in the 2015 or 2014 draft. Fun fact there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is actually pitching better at home than he is on the road. Better at in Colorado? Yes. So he's got 276 in Colorado. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that's a, I mean that clearly that's a tough ballpark to pitch in. Yeah. And he's only in his second or third year. So this is a guy who I think really should get some more recognition. Won't because his numbers won't look as good. Mhm. But if they do get in the playoffs and you get to see a signature performance from him, he's a guy that, that I like a lot, who I think is underrated. And I want to, this podcast gives me an outlet to show love to players that I don't <laughs> think get enough love, which I clearly have done. And I wanted to do that right there with Kyle Freeland. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. I, heck, I hadn't even heard much about him, to be quite honest with you. But, yeah, he's definitely went under the radar. He's been fantastic for them. And probably a, yeah. a big reason of why they're six games over, 500. Yeah. They've had some uh, – Chad Bettis was pretty good to start the year. He struggled a little bit. Nevertheless, he's been a great story, knowing what he's had to go through. Just to be pitching again, mm-hmm. that's been that's been cool. For sure, for sure. Do you Are you in the same boat with the Dodgers? you think they'll end up winning this division, running away with yeah. this division? Okay. I mean, I have them winning the World Series. However, <laughs> I, I, I do think that we could see both the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks getting really hot here. Like, if, like as you said, if the Diamondbacks answer with a big move of their own mm-hmm. just to get a big bat, mm-hmm. I mean, J.D. Martinez kicked their offense up a couple levels last year. Yep, for sure. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Will they make the corresponding move after Machado goes to L.A.? That's a big another guy he on the Dodgers is Ross Stripling. He's been great for them. They have a couple key pieces and they were without the big thing about them is they were without Turner a lot for a majority yeah. a majority of kind of that first half or at least a big portion of that first half. They're obviously they're a better team when he's out there. And it's not even that he produces at the highest of high levels cuz he hasn't had that great of a year um or really a good year. Um but I just think he brings a veteran leadership to that team. Um, and, it I mean, after losing Seager for the year, f- filling him in with Manny Machado, I mean, you can't do much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You truly can't do much better. Okay, so we talked about this big Machado move. This is, I mean, I, I don't typically like to do this, but where do you think he's going to go next year? 
Uh, I think it's between, just got- I, between the Yanks and the Phils. Um, he's been quoted that he wants to be a Yankee. Um, so I would not be surprised if he went there. But I do think the Phillies will be able to offer as much or more money. So we'll kind of figure out. I mean, clearly the Yanks are going to be competing for World Series titles. So if he favors winning, he very well may end up there. Um, but if he favors money, I think the Phillies will be able to offer more. How about Bryce Harper? Harper to me, look, I, I, w- I would say the Cubs, but... They made that big move for you. Yeah. I just don't know how much money they, you know, how much can you toss out? Yeah. I don't know where where are Rizzo and Bryant on their contracts because have they gotten their big ones yet? Well, Rizzo was a guy that they locked up when he was having a bad year, that his was, second year. Okay, so that was smart. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you can only have so many guys that you're paying the monster bucks. Yeah. Um, you obviously is receiving that. Um, so I was thinking if Chris Bryant's kind of in that same boat where he's going to need a contract soon, yeah, they may have to. Make I think it. he's got two more years. After two more this years. One. So maybe they decide, yeah, we'll give Bryce the money and then, you know, go for it all these next two years and see if it pays off. You know, um, but uh, I, I Bryce could go a lot of ways. Honestly, yeah. if the Phils miss on Machado, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw the money at Harper. Um, same, I, the, the you, I surely hope the Yankees aren't in play for Harper, but you never know. They always seem to be in play. I haven't heard as much about Harper as I have heard Machado, though. Okay, I got a couple. I have one place I'm thinking for Harper. Mm -hmm. LeBron just went out to L.A. He's going to make some movies and whatnot. I feel like Harper might want to do the same thing because L.A. is pretty great. Uh So Dodgers or, dare I say it, the Angels. That would be the big splash the Angels kind of need. Which they have been, they've done a lot of this in the past. Josh Hamilton, yeah. Albert Pujols. Yeah. I don't know if the money's there, but they have the type of owner who would wildly overpay for a guy and like it, well, I think that makes a lot of sense, too, because they're going to lose Trout probably in 2020. Um, so maybe you get, say, do you know what? We've got to try and get the best out of the Trout years that we possibly can. We have the money. I don't know if they have the money either, but if they do, I think that would be an inter- very intriguing fit to have Harper and Trout on the same team. You'd have to believe that would bring viewership. <laughs> I would think if, so. If nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Well, also marketing out to the West Coast. Yeah. I mean, I think this is interesting. We could talk for a second on the state of the game is I think baseball is really popular in the South, in the Midwest. I don't necessarily know how popular it is on the coast. Um, East Coast, definitely. I'm not sure about the West Coast, but if you had a star like Harper out there, I mean, that that probably, I mean, I don't know if that's good for the game, bad for the game, but I think that would be draw more well, interest on the West Coast. Here's the problem is you have the star and trout out there. Yeah. And it, it's not doing a great, you know, it's not yeah. doing great things for the game. So maybe if you get those two together and it's like a dynamic duo type deal, I don't know. But I mean, the Dodgers are the Dodgers have stars, you know. The Dodgers have guys. Yeah. They just made the big deal for Machado, so we'll kind of yeah, see. That's true. Um, that's a good example there. Yep. We'll kind of see, you know, how the fans kind of react to having a superstar. Nevertheless, I don't like to be. I don't like it when people are like, "Baseball is screwed." I mean, they're making a lot of money. It's pretty Clearly. great. I mean, we love it, and <laughs> yeah, it's been it's phenomenal. Fun. All right, phenomenal. is there anything else? Uh, I mean, I think we did. I mean, we touched on everything here. Is there anything else you want to talk about baseball-wise? Um, 
Look, Jack, I think we're pretty good. Um, go Phils. <laughs> we both – hey, another <laughs> one. Run. I got one more um, that we were both right on. We both said the Rangers weren't going to be very good. And well, our old pal te- – Somewhere Tex is about to throw hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember because we posted the podcast and Tex was not happy. Yeah, he was like, he was tweeting at us and like yeah. writing on Facebook, and he's like, "Are you kidding?" Like, Tex, Tex we love you, <laughs> but your Rangers are in a rebuilding stage. All right, Jordan. Um, well, lastly, uh, do you want to get a business plug in here? You want to promote social media, anything of that nature? Uh, let's just do the social media. You can follow okay. me on Twitter at Real J and on Instagram at Real J Morandini or at Jordan Morandini. I can't remember which of those two it is, but one of the two. Um, and I, I post some sports stuff there every so often. Do you have an – oh, you you gave your NL MVP pick. Okay. Freddie Freeman for yep. now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so go follow Jordan. Um, Jordan, I can include a link to Hype if you want me to. Sure, toss blog. that in, yeah, for yeah, sure. So, all right, if you want to check out Jordan's business, he's got a lot of really cool shirts and stuff and apparel. I will include that link in the blog post where this podcast is found. Jordan, thanks a ton for coming on, man. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, it was a ton of fun. And hopefully I'm able to do the postseason one as well since we've already oh. done the pre and the midseason. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll do some more baseball also in August with not True. a lot of other stuff going on. I know... And I know you're you're going to want to come on for football too, so I'll make with sure my, to get you on. With my Jaguars looking how they're looking, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Jack. I want to talk about them as much as possible. All right. Well, thanks again, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Thanks for having me, Jack. So there you guys have it, Jordan Morandini coming on the podcast. Finally, uh, was able to work this out. I know we had teased this for a while, so. Thank you guys for all listening to that. I thought Jordan did a great job. It was a lot of fun going in depth on everything baseball-wise. It's been a lot of fun. been a great first half. So if you have any thoughts on anything we talked about today, who you like coming out of the National League, uh, if you think the Cubs are going to make a big move, uh, what the National League looks like after Machado goes over the Dodgers, uh, you know, feel free to tweet us. My Twitter is at... Velvita7, that's at V-E-L-L-V-I-T-A-7. Very active on there, love interacting. So I'm sure we'll have a lot uh, to talk about there. Am I too high on Scooter Jeanette? Let me know. I would love to hear what you guys think. Other than that, if you guys would like to subscribe to the podcast, that would be a great help. And if you want to write reviews now that we're on iTunes, uh, that's Press On Sports on iTunes. We have no reviews yet, so if you want to give us some uh, feedback on there, uh, help get the word out there, the five-star rating, as I would suggest, (laughs) greatly appreciate that. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Find us on Spotify, whatever, wherever you would like to listen to this podcast, you likely can other than SoundCloud, other than SoundCloud. We're also on YouTube, so look for the podcast wherever you want to find it. You'll find it, and thank you so much for everyone who's been listening to it. Coming up on the podcast, we should have some more movie podcasts coming up soon and other sports talk. It's been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it the summer. So thank you all for listening. Hope to uh, 
keep you guys posted on everything coming up soon. Other than that, I'm good for now. Bring in the Dancing Lobsters.